All right. Welcome back to the, the unimposturators. The unimposturators. Oh. We're taking out the imposter work. We're unimpostering. Nope. Well, we are going to talk about last week. We talked about uh, we talked about Genesis one, and um, numerically, Genesis two comes right after Genesis one. The dose. And it's really important that we we jump into this because it is the creation myth again, part two, again, but the same story, <laughs> but kind different. Of. But it's it's the it's like it's like if you ask my my how old are my kids my eight year old and my four year old what happened and why is that Lego broken on the floor it's going to be two completely different deconstruction myths about how that Lego thing broke okay so we're we're talking about construction uh, mythology now on uh, creation I would like to again take this moment to say if you are skateboarding down the middle of the street. Please do not read your Bible while doing this. Yeah. You can just listen. You know, I've, dr- I've driven while, while reading before. I cannot recommend it little enough. Okay, cool. So, Speaking of good ideas. So, yeah, good. <laughs> Genesis 2, NASB. Actually, today we have the NIV. Oh, Because I grabbed right. a different Bible. <laughs> all right. Make it happen, Cap. All right. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and as yet there was no shrub of the field yet had appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden there was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first was Pishan, It winds through the entire valley of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from this rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This now is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and felt no shame. All right. Well, there's uh, there's Genesis uh, chapter two, and uh, vastly different from the storytelling style and organization of Genesis chapter one. It it narrates completely differently. 
Why? That is a good question. Why? Why? Okay. 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 First of all, first of all, first of all, before we go on to anything else, um, the very first verse of chapter two belongs in chapter one. <laughs> Why is chapter two, why, why, why is that there? As seminary professors love to say, regardless of what else you believe, the chapter divisions in the Bible are definitely not inspired. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know why they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and end the chapter. What's next? Oh, uh, the seventh day he rested. Is the seventh day important? Well, I mean, you but know. Not he, to chapter one that's talking about days one through six. Yeah, I mean, eventually to this same God, like day seven is so important, it takes one of his big rules and makes it about that day. So now nah, let's just go ahead and put it in chapter two, fam. Nah. Uh, okay. One thing but, to keep in mind for that is that as much as it's a joke, the chapter headings and chapter divisions and verse divisions are not original like we kind of forget that because when we go by a book there are chapters but there were no chapters when this was originally written in fact there are no chapter divisions in the bible until how late well after columbus like after the spanish have already taken over their part of the new world like there are already europeans with empires in the new world before anybody put chapters and verses in the bible well that's not entirely true it's it's mostly true before verses definitely before widespread use of chapters, yes. So we have two different stories. And so, like, you know, the, the question then comes along, why is there a second story of the same event? Why is this included a second time? And so maybe, maybe we take a look at what's different? I think that's a good idea. So the, the fastest way to address why, are, why do we put two versions of this in the Bible, to me, is something like in Proverbs, there are two verses, one of which says, don't answer a fool according to his folly or else you'll be like him. And another one says, do answer a fool according to his folly so he doesn't seem wise in his own eyes. And people, people often are like, see, the Bible contradicts itself. I'm like, look, if these were like in different parts of the Bible, maybe I'd think to myself, you know, probably no one noticed that the Bible was contra- contradicting itself. But these two verses are right next to each other. <laughs> one of them is verse 26 and one of them is verse 27. So I suspect that somebody noticed they were, the other one was there. It's probably trying to say something with both of them being there. You know, that makes me think of that, the Tony Stark meme. <laughs> like, don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> also, don't do anything that I would do. <laughs> yes. That the little space right there in the middle, that's you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely Solomon, like, sitting with his son saying, hey, 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 okay. Uh, like, all the things, mistakes that I made, don't make those mistakes, okay? Um, also, experience life just the way that I did. But, Dad, shh, you'll, you'll get it. yes all right one thing that i found very found very interesting is that like with most my question my two big questions of hey what are what questions like what pops out is weird and second what would other people at this time have thought of this genesis 1 jumps out as kind of weird like that it flies in the face of a whole bunch of normal creation myth stuff genesis 2 is almost perfect like it is in terms of, like, it is almost exactly what everyone who wasn't a Jew thought happened in the creation myths. Like, there are parallels for almost every part of it. And we're going to talk about the parts that are the exceptions. But, like, God's making people out of clay. Got it. That's normal. Even, even the part about the God making the temple and then resting when he was done. Normal. Got it. By the way, resting really means, like, it's done. I don't have to do anything else. I don't need to keep working because it's completed. The only reason Genesis 2 
well, not the only, but one of the b- only reasons Genesis 2 is super weird is because it comes right after Genesis 1. So you get this completely normal, yeah, and then God makes people out of dirt. Well, normally the implication of that is that people are not worth a whole lot, and they like in the normal creation myths, people are made out of dirt because they were created to be slaves. It's like, but this coming right after Genesis 1, you can't believe that. Even the idea that God infuses part of himself into people is actually in other creation myths. It's just for some reason, other people don't think this means you can't treat people like slaves. Whereas the Bible very explicitly smacks that down. There's, there's the two different uh, things of what you, what you see put into mankind. The first, the first one, when God creates man, he puts his image in him. And the second one, he puts his breath into him. Spirit! Nice. And so, <laughs> and so you, you can actually combine those two thoughts with the, with the, with the ideas of uh, what, what was the intentionality of our creation? What, you know, what, what do we carry of his? Let's talk about women. Can't live with them. A lot of things that are illegal. Can't name creation without them. Actually, Adam apparently did name creation. So Adam names all the people, all names all the animals, but there's no suitable helper found for Adam. Yes, which is an odd thought. It is odd. And that, that's what causes the question. Well, it's not Okay, it doesn't cause a question for me. What it actually causes for me is a little bit of a chuckle, like <laughs> Adam looking through everything, coming through, it's like, you're a horse. <laughs> You're a seahorse. No, just, just, just go with it. You're a seahorse. You're a ladybug. Oh, jeez. You're an aardvark. God, why? Why on this one? And you're like, nope, that one won't help. That Chinchilla. One won't help. Chinchilla. Can you spe- spell that? No. Nope. <laughs> go. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of things are like, wow, that looks dangerous. Wow. that. All right. God, you got an island that you will call Australia. We'll have all of these go live on because I think they, they will all kill me just by looking at it. Like no help is found for Adam and all of the things that he has named. There's nothing that has come by that he's like, man, that would be helpful. And so then God specifically makes woman from a weirdest creation pro- you know, process I could think of. Uh, he puts him to sleep, takes out a rib. Minor surgery. Yeah. I, it's, it's very specific. It, like it says it closed the wound up again. Like, Which is an important step if you're going to take somebody's rib. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it closed it back up again. And then somehow, by some way of like, stretching and squishing and stretching and squishing and stretching and squishing like whole other person comes out of this rib and and adam wakes up and says nice and then he says he he names her she came out of my tummy basically yes Yes. (laughs) yeah so just like in how in english man is you know kind of related to man same thing in hebrew and that's the that's the pun here Uh i'm going to call this one woman isha because she came out of ish and there's there's a lot of puns going on in here uh if you if you're not familiar with what a pun is it's a dad joke there are a lot of dad jokes in the bible basically the bible what is a series is a running series of dad jokes okay 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 we're gonna have to create just a little side place for the rest of these things because i'm intrigued and i want to see but I'm going to need to see all of the dad jokes whenever we run across them from now on. I, Very well. Uh, good. I, I need them highlighted. With, I will highlight all of them. With dancing clowns. Excellent. All right. Terrifying. Rabbits. And just to summarize all of the puns in the Bible, anytime you see like, and this was called X because, and then it gives an explanation, like 90% chance that it's making a pun in Hebrew. Wow. All right. 
But speaking of women, this is the first time God says something is bad. So right before he didn't say the women was bad. No, right. Yes. Okay, good. He, he right before he brings all the animals to Adam, he says it's not good that man is alone. And he's like the the whole of chapter one was this was good, 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 very good. And then all of a sudden, this is not good. You know what? That's the same thing my mom said the first time she came to visit an apartment that I lived in by myself. She was like, it is not good that this man is alone. <laughs> okay, well, she didn't look. She smelled. And like when she smelled, walked into the apartment and smelled, she was like, it is not good that this man is alone. <laughs> oh, speaking of puns. Yes, okay. Yes. So uh, when – I'm going to get a tiny bit off topic, and I'm going to get us back on. So speaking of puns, Adam is a pun. Like his name, because he Adam is the name is the word for people. It, it's it means man in the sense of like humankind means man, but it comes from the word for dirt, which is Adama. So it's like this one's called Adam because he came from the Adama. It's like, and this this one's called woman because she came out of man or ish isha because she came out of ish. So yeah, just just in this one chapter, multiple puns. Yes, which brings me back to woman. Yes, who for some reason does not appreciate my puns. I find this hurtful and, frankly, somewhat offensive. <laughs> but I don't know why Damien's laughing. But this is, a serious, this is a serious affair. Because I have seen the way that your wife rolls her eyes when you crack a pun, man. There's, there's sound effects, dude. <laughs> I'm a little worried. She's going to physically injure herself. <laughs> yes. If I have to take her to the hospital because she injured herself rolling her eyes, she'll deserve it. <laughs> All right, so like God specifically not only creates woman uh, especially, but in the narration of this story, as, as Moses is, is, is getting this story down, is getting this whole thing transcribed, the whole narration of the story slows down to include the process, the specific special creation of woman alongside of man and their need for one another here in this place. Uh, how do you suppose that existed within the time and space of Moses' surrounding culture? Ha! <laughs> Does that answer your question? Yes. The, yeah, so just like in chapter one, you have God created them. Or God created him. God created them, male and female, which is a completely unnecessary verse unless you're trying to make that point. Yes. Like it's not adding anything except the point that male and female are created in the image of God. So in chapter two, you have Eve being the only sort of equal to Adam that's found in all of creation. And the, while this is not in the Bible and may or may not have been the original intention, the old sort of rabbi interpretation of this is that you take Eve out of his side, so she's an equal. Not out of his head, so she's a superior. Not out of his feet, so she's below him, but out of his side, so he's an equal. So she's an equal. And this is one of those things that almost certainly not what they meant when they wrote Genesis, but it does a good job of sort of capturing the same idea. Yes. Like that, even though that exact thought might not have been going on, that is the idea they're trying to get across here. Yes. That, that, that's like discerning any sort of uh, analogy or metaphor from the writings of J.R.R. Tolkien. Not intentional, <laughs> but they work. So that's all the time we have for right now. We are going to come back to this and finish this discussion first on the gender roles that we discover are illuminated in chapter two of Genesis. And we will also take a look at where we go from here. So join us as we conclude the creation stories, Genesis two, 
and look at what's coming up next. We'll see you next time on the Imposters Podcast. <laughs>